Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Forrest and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around the campfire, the fireplace. Turn your radio dial down. <laughs> Whatever, Bob. <laughs> 1920s, like they used to do with the Borax commercials. Oh, I see. You know, it's sponsored by Borax. Or Fab with lemon freshened Borax. <laughs> uh, we are, this life. We are, that's right. It's this life when we are going to get into some deep weeds today. We brought our friend Bruce Heischer We're going to get into deep trouble, and I'm ready for it. No, no. When, I just want to no, say, no. when politicians release their medical records, who the fuck do they think is going to read it? Not, not a, me. Not just read it, but interpret it. Yeah. And Bruce, the the what drives me crazy is watching journalists trying to interpret the medical records that are released, and watching journalists second guess physicians, second guess physicians. But from a, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that if they had some reasonable fund of knowledge which they're right. operating. They're just complete nonsense. They usually discuss right. And then when physicians come in and and try to interpret. The actual material that's being formally presented by the teams, somehow that's a violation of everyone's sensibilities. Right. Which is weird, right? right. Well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but when I saw a certain near syncopal episode, I jumped up and I, my ER persona came on and I was thinking, wow, let's get the gurney and call the ambulance and we got to hook them up. That's what you would that's normally a little, do, little Bob. Shock. When yeah. somebody passes out, mm-hmm. you lay them down. You don't pull them up and drag them into a car. You lay them down and you take them to somebody like Bruce in the emergency room. Uh, but anyway, we're, yeah. call, we're calling this episode The Elephant and the Donkey in the Room. <laughs> there they are. And we are going to discuss really just not so much the individual cases, but the, the uh, medical uh, issues that are have been presented to the public pertaining to the various political candidates. Let right. me just start by saying, you told me something 10 years ago when when Lee Bloom was sick, yeah. right? Yeah. That there are thousands of things that can be happening. Your body is telling you it, yeah. right? Right. That you could pass away instantly like my mother did a couple, six six weeks ago See, now. Like that wasn't so right? instantly. <laughs> but it was building. There was a yeah. lot of warning signs, right? Yes. What laymen like myself don't understand is there are like plaque building up, building up in your in your arteries, right? right? Okay. So you can have a stroke. Yeah. Nobody thinks like as long as I'm healthy, as long as I'm eating good, as long as I'm out and about like the candidates are, people want to believe that, that nothing can happen to them. But not only that, there is even earlier stage phenomenon. Like I've got metabolic syndrome, right? And so I have hypertension. I have my my body fat goes right here. I have hyperlipidemia, and I was trying to fight it back with lifestyle, with exercise and diet, which, right. which is what you do. But my every time I went in for a physical, my blood pressure was up. I go, ah, blah, blah, blah. You know, I just was in total denial. Right. Finally, one physician looked at me and said, "You know, you can only outrun your genetics so long." I thought, wow. Oh my God. Of course. I mean, at a certain <laughs> point, we're just older than we're supposed to be. We live longer than we're supposed to as human biological agents, and in order to sustain our life as much much longer than it's supposed to be you have to 
re- reverse or prevent each one of these processes. Zero in on that. Okay. Bruce, okay. do you agree with what he said? No, that, absolutely. That, that human beings are living longer than their biology is supposed, because you help me understand my spine. I'm not supposed to be alive right now, so that my back's going to hurt. Right. Correct? Yeah, no, absolutely. The it's, public needs to know this, how lucky they are to be 67 and 72 Listen, and 78. One of my favorite uh, little pieces of television was in the TV show, The Nick, which was about a hospital in the oh, 1900s. Yeah. <laughs> and the first episodes, he's giving a eulogy, and he goes, at the turn of the century... An average male born today can expect to live to the age of 47. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we don't understand that, that we are living way... And people, oh, lived 110. Listen, go look at some 95-year-olds sometimes and see if you want to live 20 years like that. Yeah. And it, we can't... We, there's an aging process that we can't really do anything about yet. We might be able to dial back a little bit one day, though. Right. The problem is whenever you... I think that, well, we're getting way off topic. Well, the rage is age management. We're not getting off topic because we have two elderly people running for president. I have never liked that. I like whether you like Obama or not. I certainly like that he's my age Mm -hmm. instead of Reagan's age. Yeah. Reagan, I think, got demented towards the end. Oh, for sure. Well, nobody was talking about it because doctors aren't allowed to comment on the president's health. Right? Yeah. It's a tradition, though. (laughs) It goes back to Wilson, who was essentially brain. His wife was. Wife was running the show. Yeah, he was stroked start, out. Right. He couldn't speak for what? like for like a, uh, eight months or something. Right? right. And this Nine, is oh, common yeah. knowledge that yeah. the president yeah. was stroked out and his wife was running the country. Well, she so Hillary would not be the first woman president. <laughs> <laughs> well, well said, Bob. That's interesting. Exactly right. But she hid it from the from the cabinets and stuff and from the from everybody and uh, would literally like pose with him all po- you know p- sort of propped up <laughs> and uh, and she would do all the decision making. And right. so when you go back to the earlier, your favorite, Abraham Lincoln, how yep. healthy was he? He may, he may, may, may have had Marfan syndrome. He definitely... Had uh, he, depression, right? Well, he definitely had right. depression. He might have been bipolar. But here's a piece that is not well publicized and has not gotten into the historical lexicon quite yet. There's a guy who wrote a book called The Lincoln Marriage. And in there, he f- uncovered a series, a whole long series of of um, communications between Abraham Lincoln and his doctor. It started back in Springfield before he was married. He had some sort of indiscretion where right. he became convinced he had syphilis. And so that doctor put him on mercury. And, and he kept him on the mercury all the way into the White House. You know what one of the big side effects of mercury is? What? Depression. Right. Oh, there you go. So... There you go. So, huh, interesting. All right, so, so what you guys have read of the two uh, candidates, um, I'm not going to guess who's healthier, but I would say they're both probably unhealthy, right? No. Not the, not the, not the vitality they want us to believe they are. They, they could be healthier, for sure. But let, let's go down the, the let's, let's stop talking about the individuals and start talking about the, the medical things that are being pushed out in the press. For instance, the latest thing is, Hillary had a syncope episode, what All you right. described, which is a fainting episode. It was a witnessed faint. You can either witnessed or unwitnessed. In her case, it was witnessed. What do you do when somebody has a syncope episode as an ER doctor? Put them on a monitor. First of all, cardiac monitor. Cardiac monitor, oxygen sensor, IV, blood work, possibly a CAT scan, though would they're you, low yield. Chest x-ray, EKG. Make sure they're not overnight? 
Uh, well, it depends. We were, we were having that discussion in the ER this morning. So, Well, now, but allegedly... In, in, with her history, though, yes. That's what I was going to say. According to her husband, she has a history of fainting. And if that's true, if that's true, that's something called swooning or vasovagal reactions. Are you still with me, Bob? Stay with swooning, us. Swooning, I've swooned over many a gal. Okay, I know that. Right. Well, if, you actually, if she actually <laughs> plots as a result of you, that would be real swooning. And vasovagal reactions are just sort of a... a Evolutionary mechanism to get you horizontal so yeah. that you're protected. And, you and those, your brain. Now, so those are not dangerous. If you knew somebody... Wait, had, wait, wait. He needs to say that slower. Because I caught on to it way afterwards. Okay, go ahead. Evol- so your body falls over so blood the blood will get to your brain. Yes. Yeah, you blow, your pulse drops. You pass out. And that's because your blood isn't pumping good through your body? For whatever reason, some people see blood. It's just it's a brain a brainstem it, response. It's the, the You're both looking at me like I'm the dumbest person. No, no. no we need to, no, it's the sensors <laughs> in your neck, one of the areas yeah. we think maybe, and the way the heart sort of communicates with the vagus nerve. So it's, a, it's something, it's a predilection. Right. In her case, her blood pressure runs low. We heard it was 100 over 70. Yeah. And so she may nice. have these things. Now, if you're sick from any cause, you might have more of these. Pneumonia. Okay, so now we hear about something called right middle lobe pneumonia. What is When you hear a 70-year-old patient, male or female, comes in with a right middle lobe pneumonia. Aspiration. You, you think aspiration first? Well, I, well, I think of that. No, what, what, just to take, we don't know any history. We just got somebody coming in the door with a right middle lobe pneumonia. What are the top three causes of right middle lobe pneumonia? Strep. Uh, Really? Well, the top three causes? I don't know. We should look this up. Yeah. Because uh, right middle lobe for an entire... What's strep? Everybody says they got strep throat. What's strep, Streptococcus. Really? It's just what a strep pneumonia. It's a pneumococcal it's a or pneumococcal it's pneumonia. It's a common, common gram-positive organism. Okay. It's bacteria. Um, it's in the soil. It's everywhere. Its staff is around us. We live with it all the time. But it can in- get into our tissue and cause infection. Certain strep. And there's many different strep so types. 70-year-old female... I- I don't know. Go ahead. Well, what do you I, think? I don't Top know. I, 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 do, I would worry. I would. I might treat her as a, it as a community acquired pneumonia, which is mycoplasma or chlamydia or virus, right? Right. And not you know. Well, even if it's some other bacteria, if it's community acquired, you're not worried about resistance strains, so that's fine. But in, in her case, again, right middle lobe, if it's isolated. Uh, you get a chest x-ray, you see an infiltrate, but how do you know it's not an infarct? How do you know it's not something else? Or how do you know it's not cancer? Or cancer. That's, that's the other thing. Okay. Right, right middle lobe pneumonia infiltrates are commonly... Right. Something blocking the bronchus. The lymph nodes are more prominent there, more commonly. So yeah. so when okay. an internist sees a right middle lobe uh, pneumonia, they go, uh-oh. <laughs> First thing we go is, oh, crap. Yeah. Now, if there's a neurological history where people have some issues with swallowing, then and you think aspiration. aspiration right. But you have to have a certain anatomical sort of uh, proclivity for that. Because most people, when they aspirate, it goes to the right lower lobe. But some people have a takeoff of the right middle lobe in such a way that it, the, whatever you swallow, whatever goes down the windpipe, goes down the wrong pipe, can get into that right middle lobe. And uh, Drunk flying, prone. So you would have a history of bronchial infections and no, pneumonia? Not, no, well, yes, you would. Yes, you have recurrences, then for sure. Right, yeah. you know, right middle, right lower lobe recurrences, you'd be looking at aspiration very hard. But uh, if you have somebody with any kind of neurological history, you at least think about that, right? right. Yeah. Um, okay, let's still- switch. Yeah, I'm, I'm following that. Now okay. let's switch gears to the other side. Because I look at the two candidates. Uh, you know, what's hard is smoking. You can't know what the length of a, a natural biology is. Right. So so Cl- Hillary's dad smoked, was Navy, yeah. right? Died early, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mother lived a long, long time. Yep. Well, she's living a long time. Right? She's, 
Well, I mean, it's, you're it's signing right. up for eight years of high functioning. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trump's dad's still alive, is he not? No, no I, don't I think, think so. He, oh, he died? But he died in 93, I think. Oh, he did. Let's go back to the pneumonia real quick. How would you treat that right middle lobe pneumonia? You had no other sort of, you couldn't grow anything, you couldn't get any cultures, you couldn't see anything except, and, and let's say you knew it was somebody with a neurological history, but you weren't sure it was aspiration. How would you treat that? And by the way, the patient's on Coumadin. Right. Well, like, what do you mean? Levaquin. Would you use Levaquin? Doxaquin, doxycycline. Uh, I use doxycycline myself. For, for aspiration? No, 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 no. Not for aspiration. So how would you cover the aspiration? You're assuming it's aspiration of a penicillin. Right. Yeah. You use a beta-lactam. It's great. Right. And uh, they put her on Levaquin, which does what to Coumadin? It alters it significantly. Right. And puts her at risk for what? Bleeding. Where? And she falls in the brain. Right. Which was very... And that was in that original medical report? No, no. That came out about a week or so ago. They put that out. But uh, Leviquin is a great medicine, and you might use it for community-acquired pneumonia. You might use Zithromax for community-acquired pneumonia, too, right? Right. And if the patient's not Coumadin, I'd be leaning towards Zithromax. Right. Why wouldn't you do what so many people do, which is stay stay on a drip of antibiotics? Because you're not... mm, Go ahead. Talking about discharging from the hospital. Yeah. Even taking a step back with her history, she's got some sort of hyperquagable state. She's she's not on temporary Coumadin. She's on long-term, which is another issue. Why is she on long-term Coumadin versus a newer agent? And, uh, and apparently, she's he, they released part of uh, the, the uh, material that came out recently. They also said she's recently seen a hematologist, and they did a coagulation workup. Hmm. And the, the hematologist, which is great, said, said stay on the Coumadin. I think the reason being is that the Eliquis and the Xeralto, which would be safer, right. has only been approved for DVT and non-valvular atrial fibrillation. Right, non It's not for the transverse sinus thrombosis, oh, which okay. is what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. See how complicated all this stuff is? And so when... When we, we worry about someone's health, it's like we're looking at the well, care. Well, it used going, to be why there was important who the vice president was. That, <laughs> that and, and why doesn't and why doesn't you know why isn't there a third party evaluator, a physician, and then another group of physicians that explain all this to the public? So so it's not this foolish journalist making nonsense out of it. And we haven't even we're well, just scratching no, the let's, surface let's, here. To be fair, I've seen. Sanjay Gooch talk about it on CNN. Listen. I've seen the woman talk about it on Good Morning America, but it's always so dumbed down and simplified that the oh, and they're you know they're totally okay. They're old people. What yeah. would Elvis call them? Like ancient people, <laughs> your, people your from son. ancient times. But let, let's keep scratching on through. Let's let's switch over to Trump and some of his uh, predilections. Right? He's a big boy. His body uh, mass he's index. A big boy. His body mass index. He's two thirty, man. What's his body mass? Thirty-five, thirty. I, I don't. I don't know the parameters off the top of my head. Two thirty-six. I and, saw. It. But he's six-three, so I he's probably about twenty-eight or twenty-nine, thirty. Easy. Yeah. So he's obese in the obese care. Right. No, category. he's not. Come on, he's a little below obese, but right. he's a big boy, and that makes me nervous when seventy-year-old big boys are out and about, uh, not sleeping well, you not eating know, well. When, when my one of the reasons I have to, I have like I have a five-pound range in my weight. If I go five pounds up. I, I fall in the obese range. Obese yeah. or overweight? Obese. obese. Oh. It's really weird. Obesity is, if you're big, you know, sort of large right. frame and stuff, it's easy to get into yeah, It doesn't take into account your muscle mass. Uh, it, so I'm 27 whatever. or 28. Yeah. I'm very so excited about that. So let's get back to him because he is, he looks, I, I'm not picking sides. You know, I, I, Hillary looks like a typical grandmother. Grandmother size, grandmother disposition. Trump looks like a guy 70 who's way out of shape trying to act like he's 45. And I don't like that. He right. doesn't he's, sleep he's much. He's hypomanic and he that's what we'll, we'll get into that. Much. We'll get into that. 
he he's the one I'm scared would keel over. Okay, so his body mass index is up. Does that but his cholesterol is very low? Does the BMI by itself really predict anything? No. Okay. Take a break. Be right back after this. Hey, our sponsor this week is Bergamet. You can get Bergamet at Bergamet, B-E-R-G-A-M-E-T-N-A.com. That is Bergametna.com. And uh, we are joined this week by the ambassador to the Bergamot fruit, Dr. James Ehrlich. Dr. Ehrlich, why don't you describe your medical history and training? Well, I'm a uh, clinical associate professor in the Division of Endocrinology at the University of Colorado. And initially, I was an anesthesiologist. And most of my career in the last 20 years has been involved in tests and technologies in the early detection of cardiovascular disease. Let's put that in sort of a layman or simple language. You're, you're interested in preventing vascular disease, which is like heart disease and strokes, these sorts of things, and the metabolic conditions that can accelerate that or cause that. Would that be about accurate? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's very accurate. I like that. Yeah. And in the course of this, you were in sort of a traditional medical research background, and you came across Bergamot. Tell me about that. Well, a friend of mine who's uh, a preventive cardiologist in Australia and is kind of like the Dr. Oz of Australia. He's got his own successful radio show and a lot of books out. Uh, alerted me to a fruit that only grows in southern Italy that he now has 5,000 patients on, and he uses it uh, to decrease uh, cardio- cardiometabolic uh, risk factors. So, um he told me about it. I then went over to Italy to investigate this. I became part of the, the efforts to uh, uh, research this. And now I'm the ambassador to Bergamotto. Since 2013, I'm the director of research in the United States uh, for this particular fruit. And, um, and there's a big, big research laboratory in Calabria, Italy at the University of I'm not a supplement guy. I have to be really persuaded. Uh, and you th- you exposed me to some of the research that was coming out of that institute, and it was really quite striking uh, on many fronts. I've been persuaded. What what would you say the benefits are of taking bergamot? Well, I think the main benefit is uh, lowering what we call cardiometabolic risk. In other words, about 35% of us are uh, Um, affected by metabolic syndrome, which is considered the epidemic of the 21st century. I got it. It's basically... I I have it. Yeah, yeah, you have a little bit of it. I think very little probably, but that's my guess. Well, little Um, little in the sense that I work work hard to push it back, but I've got it for sure. Yeah, and many of us have it in the standard way. We don't get enough exercise or we eat poorly. And so expanding waistlines, elevated cholesterol, hypertension, and... um, and uh, other types of factors of insulin resistance combine to cause this syndrome, which is now becoming the way most people get heart attacks, strokes, and diabetes. So this particular fruit, the bergamot fruit, our formulations are called bergamet for the metabolic syndrome, which is this uh, very dangerous condition um, that's extremely prevalent in the United States. Now, in the past, uh, you and I would probably treat that with exercise, diet, statins, cholesterol-lowering medications. Those are, by the way, all things I still do myself. But you're saying that bergamot may delay the need for all that or could be a good adjunct to that. Is that accurate? Oh, I think it's an adjunct. I yeah. think I think proper lifestyle manage, uh, management is never substituted by either nutraceuticals, supplements, or drugs. Um, I'm a strong believer in statins for people who can tolerate it, especially those who have plaque, 
which can be uh, measured. And um, and so I, for example, use uh, Bergamet along with statins. Yeah. You yourself? I mean, you prescribe it that way. Well, that's the way I use it my, personally. Yeah, yeah. Me, well, me too. That's what I'm doing. That's actually what I'm doing. But now I'm on, I'm on uh, twice a week statins, and then I take the Bergamet every day. And I get a nice complementary effect because Bergamet lowers blood sugar. Statins don't do that. In fact, statins are feared in a few people to, to raise blood sugar to the point of uh, diabetes. And uh, Bergamet uh, raises HDL, the good cholesterol, much better than a statin. So I like the complementary effects, including lower of triglycerides quite substantially and decreasing visceral abdominal fat, uh, the dangerous abdominal fat that's a very active endocrine organ causing heart disease and stroke. How does bergamot do this? How does the polyphenol in the, berga, in the bergamot fruit do, do this? Yeah, well, the bergamot fruit has a mixture of polyphenols. It's probably the most antioxidant polyphenol fruit on the planet. Um, and some of these polyphenols are, are really HMG-CoA reductase inhibitors. That's a fancy word for statins. They're natural statins, but they don't have side effects. And some of them are called gut sterol inhibitors. They inhibit the um, absorption of cholesterol, like a drug called Zetia. And then a few of them are AMP kinase activators, like metformin, that both decrease visceral fat and drive blood sugar down. So these are just uh, complex mechanisms. Uh, we've, we've got a lot of chapters and textbooks about all the mechanisms of action, but but basically, that's it. It really both improves cholesterol profiles and blood pressure and, um, and insulin resistance. Very importantly, uniformly, it improves the health of vessels. So even if you don't have risk factors, uh, you, if you want healthier vessels, and we've proven this by looking at how uh, compliant these vessels are, how loose they are, you don't want stiff vessels, and also what's called endothelial function, which is the, the health of the lining of all of your arteries. And these are proven, uh, we've done extensive uh, studies proving the value in vascular health. The endothelium is the cells that line the inside of arteries. And when I, when probably right. you were coming up and I was coming up, certainly it was one of, it's, it's an organ system, much like you said that gut fat is an organ system. This is an organ system. Yeah, too. it's it the was... largest organ in the body. It's a, uh, it covers six tennis courts in surface area in the average 150-pound uh, man. So uh, it's a quite interesting uh, uh, tissue or organ. And, and I don't think the average person thinks of it that way, but they need to. Uh, Bob wanted to make ask a question. Yeah. yeah, I'm just <clears throat> the token layman here between two doctors talking. Yeah, yeah. And I, a lot, I and a lot of my friends, like I'm sitting here, I have cold-pressed juice, beet juice, and, and watermelon juice. And, and a lot of my friends that are coming up in their 50s, that generation, are very much not traditional medicine followers. And I think most right. of my friends are going too extreme left, if you want to go left-right about it, thinking that if you just take bergamot or you just drink beet juice or you just take turmeric, you're going to be okay and I think this conversation you guys are having is where we need to move in the future, where medicine and healthy living and health and wellness work together and, and respect each other. And, and, and I see sure, you guys doing that. For sure. That. And before Dr. Ehrlich answers, let, let me put a little finer point on that because it's complicated what you're saying in reality. Article in the New York Times this morning. 
the current days of stage of antibiotic use is going to end because the bacteria are going to figure out how to resist everything. Yeah. And they were saying in this article that this expert was saying that most of the new advances will probably come from old plant treatments that have been long forgotten. So we will pull these things forward, not using exactly the plant. And that is the other point I want to make is I have terrible vascular disease in my family history. And I, you can't you can only fight your genetics so much without pharmacology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you need to really talk to a physician about how to combine these. And this is what's things. exciting. And, We're talking yeah. to a physician who's who's going into that world yeah. with oh, a no. medical mind For sure. saying this is quantifiable. Yeah. I wish somebody would do that with turmeric because turmeric is the biggest selling health food thing in the world. N- no science about it. Well, maybe not turmeric. You know what some. I mean? Hold on. Let's ask that. That's a sort of a sidebar, but let's ask that question. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I think uh, you're absolutely right that you need to combine healthy lifestyle. I mean, we have to think of foods as either protecting your health, and some foods do that, or damaging you, certain fast foods and other things. And, um, and uh, certainly we want to be loaded to the gills with the right combinations of healthy lifestyle and antioxidants and protective agents with this toxic environment that we have. So oxidative stress is a major cause of uh, heart disease, diabetes, and other chronic disorders. Uh, inflammation is a cousin of oxidative stress. And so it's very healthy to, to load yourself with fruits and vegetables that, are, that have a lot of antioxidants. And then we think this particular combination uh, that's in uh, and extracted from the bergamot fruit for bergamot uh, is super protective. And we're very excited by the literature that's been presented at the American College of Gastroenterology showing this unprecedented improvements in both liver structure and function. Yeah, you're talking to something I want to know about. Disease. Well, it's for fatty <laughs> liver, though, Bob. Hang on a second. It, fatty liver is different than what you have. Bob okay. has hep C, and so he's... Can, can right. people with hep C take bergamot, or can people with chronic liver diseases other than fatty liver take it? I don't, I don't think it's been shown. No, I don't, it so, hasn't been studied so, that way. But is, no, is, there, is there a downside to the bergamot? Any risks? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, it's not even metabolized by the liver, so we don't worry about patients with damaged livers handling bergamot. There you go. So okay, good. I'm going to take it. You're in. Another question is, once you're on this substance, should you stay on it forever? Uh, we don't know that. We think a long-term investment, at least a year, is advisable. Um, and uh, we don't like people who, you know, some people don't see massive changes in their cholesterol numbers unless you do advanced testing of cholesterol so they get off of it because, you know, they don't notice that their vessels are getting healthier and that kind of thing. Uh, we don't know about lifetime uh, use, um, but it certainly is something that uh, very quickly improves cholesterol, blood sugar, blood pressure, uh, abdominal fat, and inflammation. And then you have different preparations. as Bergamot Pro and then Mega Plus. Which, which, how do we know which one to choose? Well, I think we're moving towards... Um, most people will be on the Bergamot Pro Plus, and I think the Mega has been available uh, on the Internet. Um, the Pro Plus has traditionally been available by physicians, but now we are making it available um, for your listeners um, as, as the uh, Pro Plus, which is probably the top of the line, uh, a little stronger. I just have some uh, out on my on my countertop in my bathroom because I've got to take it to some patients that want to do this, and uh, I'm... I'm persuaded. There are a few companies that are still selling their bergamot products, but they're very low concentrations uh, of the of the uh, bergamot polyphenols, and um, 
And studies have shown that you've got to have the highest concentrations to have the most people benefit by the most amount. There you go. Bergamot uh, Pro Plus. Bergamot is a sponsor of our podcast, Bob. And yeah. uh, James Ehrlich is the brains behind this. And the Give me the title again here in the U.S. Um, I'm the ambassador to Bergamotto. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, when they told me I was going to be ambassador, I said, let me check. But I don't think I've ever been made an ambassador of a fruit before. So uh, <laughs> this is the first. Congratulations, uh, Mr. Ambassador. Thank you. Dr. James Ehrlich, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate all the info. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll check in with hey, you again. have a wonderful weekend. You too. Take care. Once again, visit us at drdrew.com. Also, don't forget to click through the Amazon banner. It uh, doesn't cost you a thing, but it keeps a little wind in the sails. We can keep this ship afloat. Speaking about uh, vascular disease and... Uh, you were talking about BMI, so well, body no, mass no, no, index... No, no. Well, now we're going to cholesterol. ...does not dictate heart attack. No. I've always thought as a no. layman that it definitely does. Absolutely not. In fact, there's a dirty little secret that people with very high BMIs tend to live longer. Come on! Yes. People with high BMIs and CHF with certain other complicating illnesses do, and... What the hell are you talking about? The theory, it, no, we're, we're listening. You're we're not saying. Lying eyes. No, no, no. We're not saying that if you become diabetic because you're overweight, you're going to live longer. We're just saying taking all takers with a high BMI, there's a weird phenomenon that no one can really, really explain that they tend to live longer. Just what is, is what is the percentage of the obese population in America that that does get type two diabetes? Like what is? Oh, I thought it was very depends high. on other genetic. Well, certain races, high. Hispanics and Hawaiians and other forty percent. No, they get like ninety oh, percent. Yeah. Certain, certain genetics, certain genetics, certain genetics groupings really get it, really prone to it. But anyway, let, let's switch over now to vascular disease because we were just talking about that with Bergamot. Um, both are, are at real risk, right? And how would you screen for that? If you were doing either presidential candidate, you're trying to screen for the risk for heart disease. Uh, go ahead. Um, well, you might do a calcium score. Or one which they did new, on Hillary. They didn't they, do one. And they, right. Trump definitely should have that. Right. And I would put them both on a treadmill and for sure stress them and look at the cardiac response. And Don't stuff. you have to do that when you're like 55? That's what you, I just You did. should. You yeah. should. I, and that, I, I imagine they've both had that. I can imagine. Did they, so I don't know what's been released as far as that. That has not been released. Did that, Trump that have a colonoscopy? Have. That's what I would like he, to know. Oh, yeah. They must He's have. got a gastroenterologist as a primary care physician. That's his buddies. No, that guy is actually qualified, I think. But but he would no doubt he would do yeah, regular colonoscopies. Okay. Uh, I don't know about Hillary, but I'm assuming the same because she, she has attentive personnel. It's not that they're inattentive. In fact, I would argue that they're sort of patronizing. They may be well, overly. No, no, here's what my suspect: a lot of people like me don't like to go to hospitals and doctors. I, and I understand. Waiting rooms I understand, but they just don't. And I think she is definitely one of those Type A yes. people who just has no time for that bullshit. But Bob. Then you're Michael Jackson. <laughs> then, then you're calling the shots, and you're you're selecting your doctor based on your ability to call the shots. No, That's I think, not I how think it should be. Just turn a blind eye, like no, I did no. to my Hep C for years and years. I understand, but you're going to be president. You have a team that's good. They need to call the shots. They need right, Bruce. Right. Yeah. Um, you think Kennedy's team was calling the shots? There were some shots involved there. Yeah, that was crazy. They were Shooting calling the shots. Methamphetamine, you know and, that, and Bruce, opiates, don't you? Right, and opiates. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah. But it was a different. It was a different era. It was a different <laughs> approach to things. 
<laughs> he was true. also getting treated for his... No, but he's getting treated for Addison's. Which he okay. had, which every opioid addict has. They have. Adrenaline. So you don't think he really had Addison's? No, he had adrenal insufficiency and probably testosterone insufficiency from all the opioids. Oh, okay, well. And then they gave him cortisone, and then he, you know, then he got high. Of, it was right. craziness. Total, it's the, some of the worst medicine I've ever seen practiced. Is that right? Yeah. Some yeah. of the greatest speeches stuff. ever, might I say. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm just saying. He was, you know... If he had not been assassinated, I don't know where that would have gone. Would it you would say, not oh, right. let's, I don't want to switch off. I know you want to stay on topic, but Obama, to me, when I look at him, looks like the healthiest motherfucker that's ever been president. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. He smokes. But yeah, he I smokes. think he chews the gum. I see him chewing a lot. His lips are a little bluish. That's how you know he's smoking. <laughs> yeah, The smoking is really shortening his life. It will. For yeah, sure. Will. Not a maybe. It will. Uh, so, so we're we're kind of walking our way through all this stuff now. There's still a long ways to go. So, so vascular heart disease, disease, heart okay. disease. But what one thing that uh, that Mr. Trump has brought up is lipid metabolism, hyperlipidemia. Which and he's I on have. a statin. He's on a statin. Does that eliminate the risk of heart disease? Uh, no, it doesn't eliminate it. But it, I, there's just this new study out. I don't know if that's where you're go ahead. referring to. But it, it, the review of statins that there's, if especially if you don't have side effects from them, liver yep. problems and muscle problems, yep. they do significantly, I think, decrease cardiac risk. You know, speaking of Dr. Oz, I was talking to him probably ten years ago, and uh, he said, you know, we don't even. I'm not doing coronary bypasses anymore. I'm just doing valves because the statins have so drastically changed the incidence of coronary disease. Right, which is interesting. So uh, le- so let's get, with the heart with the heart stuff, right? My mom just passed away six, since we've seen each other, oh, right? Sorry. She had one of those free floater strokes, uh-huh. right? What, what was it called, Drew? Drew knows all the terminology. She had massive, an embolic stroke, uh, yeah. In the brain, massive. You said the name. She she didn't know who she was. She didn't know where she was, but she could talk, kind of. Okay. She, had, she had large. Left side of stroke, and that's from smoking, right? From plaque and the in, what is that from? Combination of things, hypertension. I don't know what her history was, but sure, smoking contributes but to that. Things and, break off from your from your arteries and go to your can, block right, and they block. Can. Cor- yeah, your carotids right. especially. Yeah, yeah. they so. come from the carotid, they come from the aorta, they come from the heart, and uh, different ones have different sort of characteristics. Little so, just right. specks of of heart. Of well, what? if you have specks, that's what my dad had. He had specks that came off the aorta. And, That's what Buddy uh, Arnold had. And it sort of rained on his brain. So he had a lot of little tiny little things, strokes. But then it got to his eye. You know, the the eye is sort of the way your brain is constructed. The eye is an artery that can catch those really easily. And he, boom, instant blindness in that eye. You're kidding. No. But but speaking of my dad, he also died. He eventually died of a Coumadin complication. How old, Dad? How old? 83. That's which pretty is, good. Which is That's why, a good yeah, run. Well, a lot of medical stuff. But, in, but why I'm a little nervous about Coumadin. You know, I, I've seen real real serious disasters, even in sort of well-managed situations. And right. not from a fall. He had a spontaneous intracranial bleed, big. Right, which does and happen. So, yeah. so you guys are suggesting that if if you're on Coumadin and you fall and and oh. cut yourself badly, you're not going to, you're not going to, your platelets, or you're not going to... It's not cutting yourself, it's hitting your head. I mean, that's the, that's your the head. big... Or and bleeding from your gut. Into the GI, yeah. right. Those GI are the two biggies, because you can't, you know, those are, those are and dangerous. The, and w- you just, uh, you don't coagulate, you don't what from the Coumadin? Right. Your blood thinner, so you don't, you don't clot. You don't so want. What, to... what are platelets? What are platelets? Plates. There are other Plates. little cells that float around in the blood that contribute. I had a sponsor to... in AA that was had low platelets, and he would cut his leg, and it would right. That's why you take just... aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> oh but, really? Well, no way. Hey, plate, no, oh, low, low platelets is very common. It's called ITP or immune thrombocytopenia purpura. You knew how it was. Uh, Joe Ro- Joe Corn from AA. Corn. The guy, lead leader of Corn. Jo- Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, he had it, and. Um, 
it it goes away usually. It's not necessarily associated with anything else, but it, it it's the platelets are primarily what cause the the clots on your so skin. So Coumadin doesn't Coumadin, do Coumadin doesn't do anything it, with that. Not that, but it, there are many other factors that re, that interact with the platelets that cause that little clot, and that's what Coumadin affects. And, and so, in your body, and when not exposed to the air. That clotting system is very important. So, so there's another controversial thing going on. I know we're focused on the presidency, but Chris Bosch of the Miami Heat is on blood thinners. And Oof. the Heat don't want him to play, and he wants to play, and that's coming down within the next five weeks. There's no way he should play. He's, no way. He, oh, come on. He wants to play. Too bad. That's, but as far as I'm concerned, it's a contact sport. He hits his head. It's all He's over. dead. Boom. Yeah. He, play, he falls once or hits or collides with a big dude. He plays basketball on them. He played last year on them. On Coumadin? Yeah. Or whatever. whatever he, yeah, does. he does the commercial with Arnold Palmer. L- and, he's on uh, Zeralta. Uh, yeah. Zeralta. Zeralta. What is that? A Coumadin type medicine? It's, it's a safer alternative. It's, it's what I've been wondering why Miss Clinton wasn't treated with that because it's safer. But it's because it's not specifically indicated for another problem she had. Let's get into this called a transverse sinus thrombosis, which is a rare complication of head injury. Sometimes it can happen even spontaneously. So how do we make sense of that for people? A hyper, well, just what, what is it? Predilection, it's a clot in a vein that runs in the brain. and it's, You got this, Bob? It's what circulates your cerebral spinal fluid. It's the collecting. Your, your cerebral spinal fluid is produced in the ventricles, the middle of the brain, and it's sucked back in in these veins in the side of the brain. And she developed a clot in one of those, which is crazy rare. I've only seen one of those in my entire career. Yeah. I've, you ever seen it? No. No. And so it's, I talked to a neurologist who said it's always associated with some sort of backup into the midbrain and a little damage there, like a stroke. So what you would expect to see after a stroke in that region of the brain is double vision, right? Uh, eye movement disorder, maybe some swallowing problems. Maybe some fainting. So all the stuff that you're sort of seeing with Hillary Clinton. Um, now, she wore those glasses, those prison, prison glasses, glasses, which is specific, vision, right. specifically for this problem. So we know she had it. That You can't debate, did she or didn't she? I mean, that's what that is. And you can even see it now when she moves her eyes like to one side. Is it a unilateral? Or I did... No, the, it's the contralateral side legs. So okay. she looks to the right, the, the the left eye lags as it moves to the right. It's very subtle, but you can see it. But when she looks to the left, the same she... thing. Okay, same thing. Uh, and uh, you know, you can see it, and it's a, whatever. And it'll it'll no big deal. And none of this has to affect thinking or cognition, right? Well, the head injury. Well, at that time, at that time, and it, so concussion can affect cognition. Right, but risk your risk of new episodes and uh, is she hypercoagulable she had two dvts what's a dvt deep vein thrombosis so what is a clot that? in the leg what 90 percent of clots in the legs are what if you have a pulmonary embolism a clot in the lung 90 percent of the time comes from a clot in the leg right and, and those are dangerous but they, she didn't have that she just had the clots in the legs and so they uh put her on i don't think they put her on cumin in then well that's what i'm wondering yeah, I don't know. Where. Well, because probably for three months. Yeah, they probably put it on briefly. But then having a recurrent episode and then also the transverse sinus, is she, does she have a hypercoagulable state? And the problem is, it's like Swiss cheese. You don't hear the whole story. Right. And just, but we did hear she saw a hematologist, though. That was reassuring. Well, but what did he say? Does she have sort of a laden five-factor problem? Or, the, we're, now know. we're going deep into doctor deep talk into here. Deep into doctor talk. So, so, there's well, a new okay. blood thinner. That's the most that, common cause. There's, but, a, there's a new blood thinner that you're only on for eight hours. Have you heard of this? Yeah, you, for eight hours and then never again. It, it lasts only, eight hours. No, it lasts eight hours. Heparin, probably. Heparin. 
Yeah. No, no, it's not new. Pepperdine's no. ancient. Yeah. Okay, well, Chris Bosh is trying to get on that so that when he's playing basketball, he won't bleed or cause... He'll stop taking oh, it. Oh, he's going to yes. stop while no, he's Oh, that's really yes. great. He's gonna, he's no, <laughs> no, he's going to take the eight-hour only Listen, effectiveness. Listen, Bob, Bob. Yeah. He's going to take something called Lovenox. Yeah. It's, it's an injectable. Yeah. It lasts eight hours. Yeah. When, when he's off it, he could die. Right. Okay. Well, he's going to be playing basketball then. I understand that. <laughs> And, and that is a reasonable thing if his wrist... Why? Bruce is really having a reaction to that. Oh, it's this, a terrible you're, idea. You're not, you're not a sports guy? I'm a sports this, guy, and another sports guy is defining his treatment. There, It's it's like... Oh, my God. Really, just like yeah. the president. And so here, <laughs> and here's the deal. That's right. And just like Michael Jackson and stuff, it's a terrible idea. But I will tell you what, the only time we really ever do that is when somebody needs a surgery. So we'll do it. Well, break. he's treating a basketball Listen, game as a surgery. I know he is, and that's not appropriate. <laughs> right. But And the surgery must not be elected. Like, they have to do it. So then we'll do the So who determines, what I'm trying to get is with Hillary, who determines what medicine she takes for the blood thinning? The Coumadin well, a hematologist, or the this or that? A, a hematologist, a blood thing. specialist. But what Bruce is bringing up is why all this clotting? And that was the thing that I took most issue with is I did a literature search on armor thyroid, right. which is essentially just compressed cow thyroid. Or pig or cow. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it hasn't been used in really regularly in decades. And it's associated with coagulation problems. So my question was, well, why not put her on a more traditional treatment like levothyroxine and take away that risk? Yeah. Right? Doesn't that uh, make sense? Makes sense. I have no idea what the I, thinking they, behind they, that they is. They actually answered that. It's almost like they were interrogatories to what I was proposing. Right. Well, and they and they answered it and said, I forget the reason. I talked to a, a pulmonologist who said that the reason was not compelling. Uh, okay. And I forget what it was offhand. But thyroid disease, let's talk a little bit about thyroid disease. Because people see how many different things there are going on oh, here. I know. So thyroid is a gland that essentially is sort of the what the accelerator and the brakes of your metabolism, your metabolism, sort of how people talk about it. And if you are deficient in, hypothy- in thyroid, you can get really sick, right? And more clotting, more clotting. You know what low I think thyroid. happens? Because I just went through this big health scare, Bruce. Just for th- two, for a weekend, I thought I was going to die. So, and I know how patients—that's me, that's the us, that's the ninety-nine point nine percent of the population, not doctors—think is like once you guys fix this, I'm totally fucking cool. I don't want to think about it anymore. Mm. And so, so if you if you measure that into why Hillary just keeps moving further away from what you guys are saying, I don't think she. I don't think many Americans want to even know what the fuck's wrong with them. They just I want you to true. fix them. I think that's true, right? True. Magical and solution. Then yeah. yeah, and if you're only they also, going but- to people that are scared of you or in awe of you or want to be your doctor because you're famous, which is most of my a lot of my friends. Terrible idea. It's really bad. But then, Bob, I will remind you that you not long ago during that discussion with Dr. Ehrlich were saying that. Uh, well, no one wants to talk to doctors. No one wants to listen to doctors. Everyone wants to determine their own health care with the use of juices and whatever. Yeah. Weird. It is it's a weird. weird situation. I think the whole health and wellness uh, uh, upswing in America and the popularity of it is because people are scared of doctors. I know I had to go to the doctor three times in three days. It's the most I've been to a doctor in 20 years. Right. I had every blood work done, like 16 different blood works and blood for the, ah, just so much shit. And I was scared and you're treated like a, you're in a machine, a bureaucracy, and every impulse is, I'm just going to go get some beet juice and I'll be fine. And it's funny, Bob called me afterwards, <laughs> he goes, it's a disaster, it's a disaster. I kept going, what? It sounds, they, I kept I, going, it sounds good. I also, it I also saw it as a, as a Kaiser conspiracy because they wanted to know if I was cancer free oh before they would give me the medicine. And I felt like, yeah, if I'm going to 
die of cancer. They don't want to spend the money on the medicine. Well, of course. But he said, well, first they want to deal with the cancer and then do yeah, that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bottom line is, getting back to Hillary, what I thought of was, first of all, this, she does have a Swiss cheese medical history. She passes out. She should go to the ER. And if you have an infiltrate, infection, infarction, malignancy, yes. what does she have? That's yes. what the the main three issues and to find out those things to clear that up you, there's testing that you can't do at chelsea's or urgent care and and right i agree and uh hopefully they you know on the dl particular hospital and did all that i'm I, sure they did and so we would she have been admitted no probably not in retrospect but you can't retrospect is dangerous medicine right so. Now, uh, following forward with this right middle lobe pneumonia, you're treating with Leviquin. We don't agree with that treatment, but okay. Uh, when should you have a follow-up CAT scan to see if that right middle lobe pneumonia is resolving? Oh, I don't know, two weeks? Yeah, two, three weeks. Yeah. So we should know soon if that... If they, but are we going to know? Yeah, the we, when they may not tell us. They, and they're under no obligation to tell us, guys. They're under no... They really know, don't but... legally have any obligation. We're just... A lot of people are just saying, though... Geez, there should be transparency because we're trying to determine who should be the leader of the free world. But don't people get re recurring pneumonia? Don't you get that CAT scan? It looks like it's gone, and then all of a sudden, six months later, it's back again. No. it takes time to clear on a plain chest X-ray. So, but Mm-mm. two it, weeks, she would be. You'd be to see improvement in. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want to see that thing getting better right. or going away. And as it clears up, is there malignancy underneath? Is there something else that it's right? It, yeah, they're scary. These are right middle noise are scary. Yeah, I think yeah. Trump's more interesting to talk about is hypo. Mania. Oh, let's talk I mean, about his, that. His cardiovascular risk. I, I don't think anybody's going to be that concerned with his medical. Really? He doesn't have any medical red flags. Did you but, guys see the Doctor Oz interview? I want to yeah, know that. Yeah. For the okay. Parts do you of feel it. like Trump is railroading him, and he doesn't even stand up and be a doctor? Because that's how I felt. He's a, he's a talk show host. Yeah, Come really. on now. No, he's but a, he's also chairman of cardiovascular. cardiovascular no, no. Sorry. He's I, mean, he's a, a, I love Oz, and he's yeah. a great doctor. But I'm right. saying in that role, in that moment, Trump was saying what the results meant to a doctor. Well, that's not okay. I, I didn't. Maybe I didn't pick that up <laughs> about the cholesterol and about his. his but what if risk, he was right? I mean, risk it, for heart disease. What, he was right. He's on stands. He's fine. Yeah, he's, he's right. And then I think it's more interesting the debate is he is he sociopath? Is he hypomanic? Is he malignant what if narcissist? It's just a con. I got I got news for you. I think it's just an act. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think a lot of Republican power brokers are coming around to know the method to his madness. It's the only way to get the White House is to act like a madman. I'm telling you, and you're going to see well, now him. It's no, more no watch this. Your producer's saying no politics. No, so watch this saying. though. You're going to see him. Just you're gonna help. you're gonna see him move to left of Hillary if well, he's nominated. That'd be interesting. That's pure speculation. But hypo is he hypomanic? Okay, what do you say? My favorite president, Theodore Roosevelt, was hypomanic, yes, and I was. liked Clinton and Clinton yes, and, 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 and many businessmen are hypomanic. For, yeah, well, yeah, successful uh, what I like, sure, and you and you read about uh, Rahm Emanuel, the Emanuel brothers, fascinating stuff. These guys are all hypomanic, right? So and, describe what that is, so people understand what that is. Okay, so you think a manic depressed somebody that's manic. By, uh, medically, they're out of control. They get psychotic. They hear voices. They can't. It affects their activities it, of daily living. Remember the guy that did the pony video? Was it pony or coney or whatever that African tribe? That right, was, right. He became manic down in San Diego. South Park did a whole spoof on it. Pulling your clothes off, and he off. threw his clothes off. Right. He was masturbating in public. He was <laughs> screaming and yelling and carrying on like a madman. That's mania. Right. If I, I always told you know people, how can you diagnose? I go look. If I were teaching a medical school class on mania, I would show that video. Right. That's mania. I think a hypomanic somebody that's very high high energy, successful. A lot of people don't like them. They say what they think. They push their way. So through hold projects. on. So we have Trump saying, "I only sleep four hours a night." And, I have, okay, that's like a hypomanic Clinton. symptom. 
at Clinton too. I and the hypersexuality with Clinton, <laughs> but uh, we don't know that with Trump. But maybe well, he trades knows? off. Wives. We don't know that with Trump. Hypersexuality. He talks about his dick all the time. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we don't. We're. This is not pro con Trump. Yeah, I, we're not pro con. I'm anybody. an independent. I don't. Yeah, I'm too. I'm <laughs> yeah. an independent. I don't. And by the way, I could easily vote for Hillary. Easily. Yeah. I, I may well. But when when I think about casting my vote yeah. there. I get more scared about her health Exactly. That's when I really and get can, upset. And the fact that you, uh, this doesn't affect me, but you've honestly spoken your mind medically what you saw and you get eaten alive. I now know. that that was the issue I had. I know, so I just backed out. I didn't want to get into it. I, I'm not, my, I'm not pl- politically inclined, so I don't want to get involved in all that. I, and there's things, I, I'd said stuff about Trump and his hypomania on uh, Don Lemon's show just a couple days before that. No one seemed to no care. No one cares. But whatever. But, because hypomania is not something that would be a negative in terms of someone becoming president. In fact, it could be a positive, positive. right? It was for Clinton. Unless it flips into mania. Right. Then it's a problem. And so... Let's just put them on an antidepressant. You'll well, find out. People have to watch that pretty carefully. Okay, let me say this. If Hillary becomes president and drops dead, I don't think it affects the world that much. If Trump is hypomanic and alienates an ally and NATO and, <laughs> and, and causes all kinds of international chaos, that's pretty destructive. Okay, but listen. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> but here's, here's that's the, speculative. I'm just talking about the health aspect. Yeah, we're not getting into politics. It's so well, No, describe mania and describe the decision making. Hypomania. Hypomania make very good decisions sometimes, right. but they but they're also they have trouble editing their speech. So that what you hear is what they're thinking, and that seems to be Mr. Trump's issue too, right? They're the speech just pushing comes out of them, and uh, and they don't always think about what they're about to say, and they have boundless energy, and they have. You know, no sleep, and they they do lots of amazing things. Hypomatics, and again, I'm not saying I'm voting for him or supporting him. I'm just saying just that's think, not necessary for you. When end? you think Trump, think Rahm Emanuel and Bill Clinton, and yeah, and don't that because they have the same characteristics. And don't you look be at condescending Rahm, to me. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I can separate. I love Rahm Emanuel. I ain't voting for either one I, of them. I, I think I they're both just horrible candidates. But stop. your producer says stop. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we're just doing uh-huh. med- we're just doing a medical evaluation of the right. I like the both program. of them. I love. I like. I think Hillary's. Oh, she's just so offensive. Well, right, but Come I mean, on. they're both. Listen, she's highly accomplished. But she why was a, Drew got crucified was because oh, of the public's perception of that. Right, the public is very vested in either or. The the he got and crucified one, because he spoke the truth and on the either network. The, the, if he would have spoken it on the OR network, it would have been fine. I spoke it on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, but you were working for the e, the oh, either oh. network. The other issue is people... <laughs> right? Well, Newt Gingrich had some fine words for you, too. I know. It was awesome. That was kind of weird, wasn't it? That was kind of weird. We were trying to... We were going to get him on the radio. I was going to talk to him. Because I was like, what the hell? I'm Why? I'm worried about her health. I just... I'm, because he was looking for some common ground to criticize. Yeah. So there wasn't too anti... It was like, I'm not totally anti-Hillary. Look, I defended your yeah, right. right to it's, have... Whatever. It's all yeah, politics. It's all right? I'm not really interested, but... Uh, I am interested in a couple of topics before we sort of wrap. How are we doing on time? Okay. Um, Parkinson has come up with Hillary. And uh, let's talk about Parkinson's disease versus Parkinsonism. Okay. Okay. Parkinson- no, I'm, an, I'm an ER doc, you know. All right, I'll, I'll get into it then. But <laughs> no, Par- no. Parkinson's disease is a progressive disorder of the nigrostriatal system in the brain, which is in the brainstem that affects movement. So people develop stiffness they don't move Michael as much. J Fox is 
pretty much yeah. made the public pretty well, aware of it. But what you're seeing with him mostly is... As in his progression. No, you're mostly seeing side effects of the medications. Right. You're not seeing the Parkinson's. Parkinson's is pretty well controlled with him. You're seeing lots of the, the jerky, herky movements of the medication. That's meds. Uh, and plus they can implant stuff into the brain now that works really well to decrease um, Parkinson's. He talked about how hard it was to brush his teeth. I know. I understand. That I mean, was then. Before you, the dementia. The, uh, there can be a dementia. There can be a depression associated right. with it. And it, it causes a tremor. It causes stiffness. People get, they, they get their face gets a, what's called flat, mask-like. It doesn't, doesn't, no animation to the face. And this is a progressive illness. And it can get really bad. But Parkinsonism is those, some or all of those features in a non-progressive condition associated stroke. with something else, a stroke, yeah. which in the particular midbrain, right. which is what Hillary probably had, well, definitely had. We now know she had because we see the eye movements and we know, and she said she had a transverse sinus thrombosis. Uh, and, and so, you know, she could have some Parkinsonian qualities, but it's not Parkinson's disease. And it doesn't really mean anything in her case, in my opinion. Right. But that's that's another thing that, again, I think some of the extremist views on her medical issues where you take saying that she might have Parkinson's is ridiculous. Yes, ridiculous. Park, so that's, I, I agree with that. And, and that's affected the ability of people like yourself to comment intelligently about what's really going on. Because right. Because people are taking extreme positions right. and, and, and there's all this sort of. Um, you know, the, the sky is falling stuff. Right. This is a terrible... Kind of, and there's nothing on either of them that either of us, Bruce or I, are saying, oh my God, this precludes them being president. So most of their, and their medical teams have both said that. They're fit to serve. Do we agree with that? Uh, yeah. For the most but, part. But one's risk is greater than the other in terms of being incapacitated for even short weeks, days, weeks, or, or months. Or if there's a, you know, if she's not ma- properly ma- managed. This is where I'm freaking out. If she's not properly managed... It could don't be they, really bad. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I don't absolutely. think, I don't, because I remember Clinton wasn't that healthy and he was on a, He was you know, on the, definitely, he, he is Trump, he is just like Trump. All yeah. the same stuff with Trump. So, the, so Clinton, I remember, didn't have say over his health care. Once they're president. Yes, yes. No, so if she were nominated, she would have to do what you're saying. If she gets elected, she would have to do what you're saying because the Naval Academy, yes. I think, oversees yes, their health. That's correct. And Clinton was button heads with his doctors yep. there. <laughs> yep. Right? That's right. And do you then, remember that? Yeah. And they were making him run, and then he was running to McDonald's. Did you remember yes, that? I do remember that. That was the greatest thing ever. But he ended up with, <laughs> with uh, coronary disease. You know, he ended up needing a big bypass surgery and getting yeah, you yeah. Know, getting more serious about it. So um, as it pertains back to the Parkinson and the brain injury stuff, the swallowing stuff. Remember that episode of coughing that she had at the podium right. that said that it was an allergy to Trump, which was quite clever. Uh, that was probably the last aspiration episode, wouldn't you think? Right, and people that suppress cough, there's also a, it's a right middle lobe syndrome of some sort that goes along with people that chronically suppress coughing. So, that oh, that's interesting. Interesting. That's I've never really, I've I've heard of that, but I've not thought of that in a long yeah, time. Some name to it, I don't remember. But right middle lobe so, syndrome. Hmm. You know what we'll do? We're going to put out a newsletter. And uh, our new crack editor, Michelle Poe, is going to be uh, getting into detail that you can understand, and she'll put out little descriptions of some of the stuff we talked about here today. So Great. take your right middle lobe syndrome. We'll talk about that, yep. what that is. Um, but, Bobby, you're here to keep us honest today. Is there anything else I just, you'd like to well, I look at both Forget of them, the politics. But just no, I, medical. Just, <laughs> I, just, I look at both of them, and they both look like unhealthy people that could drop dead at any time. That's what most presidents look like. I hate to tell you, this whole thing has become a concern because of the this bitter divide in our country of either or. And there's a lot of people that are neither one. It, I'm a neither oh, one. Sure. Neither one. I think all three of us. Were, well, I'll be one or the other when I finally make up my mind. But I, I'm He's Gary at, Johnson all the way. 
No, not not really. No, you don't. It like, wasn't I, even the Aleppo, Aleppo comment. No. What do you think of him stopping pot just for the election? What do you think the uh, the thing with that would I depression? Think an, I think he has an addictive disorder and he's not going to quit smoking pot. No, but if he has, like he said he would, wouldn't he be depressed? In withdrawal stuff. Yeah, he might be. He seems a little. <laughs> yeah, it does seem blunt. Yeah, I mean, so I wouldn't vote for him for. He pauses for a second. I I, I would it... like to vote for him actually, but I don't think I can either. I guess, <laughs> but cognitive issues. There's seems nobody like, yeah. to vote for. Holy God. Well, anyway, so so <laughs> the, did did we? I thought you would be a Johnson guy. Did we cover oh, no. all the territory to everyone's satisfaction? No, Rubio all medical issues. <laughs> oh God. Rubio's now Rubio guy? was well, the youngest, healthiest guy who ran for president this term. Can we I'm say a prag- that? I'm a pragmatist. He's he's Latino. He's reasonable, and he's I think 35, he's, right? Oh, 40? 40s. Yeah. We, a couple things we did not get into. We did not really talk about concussion, uh, and I think concussion, oh, post-concussion it, syndrome is huge. It's huge. It's protean. Miss, it's missed a lot. It, it has lots of manifestations. Oh. I think it's into the public lexicon because of NFL and football and right. stuff, and so people kind of understand. But I think are... people think of the end stage problems, but the short term—six weeks, six months, six years—irritability, uh, memory issues, Depre- mood swings from dis- one concussion, sleep, sleep disturbances, depression, all, uh, personality I mean, changes, I, I, all kinds of things, yeah. judgment problems. Yes, yeah, that's not too negative. But I mean, she had a major concussive Com- issue complicated by a right. cba traumatic brain, a traumatic brain. yeah multiple really serious injuries right. but but she seems fine i mean from that way really it seems right i mean i know but they're certainly not releasing that information and again they're not obliged to they're but, not you know what i mean they're, they're, but it's a syndrome that's that is now being better described because some of the testing that needs to be done to determine gets the done facts now it's being done but it wasn't done it was missed so you don't know what the, that testing would show there but must anyway. be a neurologist in her team because oh, yeah. just look at the prism eyewear you know that's not right, a, that's but, not her but the problem is you're not going to get that information that's my issue is there there are questions i'd have it's like uh mccain had six thousand pages of you know and i'm not saying i voted for mccain but these type of transparency programs for your medical health we're not seeing that with either of these candidates i don't think and i think you're right bob it's because of the either orness uh one other thing there's some alleged reports that hillary may have been using a drug called provigil as and some are alleging <laughs> it's part of an off-label treatment for parkinson's i would never use provigil for no. Parkinson's unless a patient was moribund like really like you know they can get very sleepy kind of like out of it with the right. parkinson's no, you're not going to use it for a person who's up and about. It's no, a I mean, it's a psychostimulant. It's a yeah. psychostimulant. I think eventually it'll be. Is it scheduled yet? Or I'm glad it's going to be. Yeah, it's going. I've to seen be. it abused. We used to see it once in a while at Los Angeles. Which is the one that's not abused? Stratera? Stratera. Stratera. Yeah. yeah, that's. I don't think you get addicted to that. Yeah, it's a little better. They're scheduling Kratom. That's another interesting thing. Well, and then again, <laughs> people are all weird about that. Oh. that Kratom is just an, oh, another opiate. It's a weak opiate that you can, you can get over the counter, which is weird. Oh, right? I've had patients that I have 15000 bucks a month, one patient. But using it. it. When you use it in large enough amounts, it's like taking a speedball. It's like meth and oh, yeah. Norco. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll do one, one of the future... Uh, newsletters will put Kratom in, Michelle. Kratom will be in. Well, let's get into the area all three of us work in. I think both of them are addicts. Oh. Uh, no, no, no. I don't think either. I think they're both. I do. I think they're addicted to other things, not substances. Obviously, right. food, and, obviously, sex. Okay. And, and the one in. And, and what would you call that? I can't believe when Hang Trump on. marries a European model, you don't think he's having sex, Bruce. He's having sex. I'm saying he's a sex addict. That's the question. Yeah. But, of course but, he's having sex. But, but here's the deal. Listen to me. <laughs> Bob? What? They're 
you know, Trump's brother died of alcoholism. I know. Right? He was very affected by that. Ms. Clinton, you could argue, married to somebody with some addictive pathology. Yeah, yeah. And you're but her dad, and her dad mother. was a mean guy. Right. And you're right. mentioning all these other sorts of constellations. So the traumas in all these families. I, I understand that, but what do we... I'm just going to stay. Where are you going with this? Codependency. Right. Both of them are severe codependents, and that's what you're reading as addiction. They're addicted to other things to fill the void, not substance. No, not substances, but other things. But that's power, money, yeah, yeah, fame. Power, money, fame are the new opiates of. of but of who's going to run for population. president? Who's going to run for president? Is not involved in all. Gary yeah. Johnson, <laughs> the one that actually. You know, yeah. Well, we'll all be now, growing pot. In do you think world. Obama's got a little bit of addiction in him? I certain he does. No, no, I don't. I mean, you know, the Come tobacco. On. No, he was Barry. He was partying at Occidental. No, I don't see so that. So was everybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's how addiction medicine started. All the guys using heroin in Vietnam. Some came back and quit. Some didn't. It's genetics. He doesn't have it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Well, listen, Bruce, uh, thank you. We're going to, maybe you and I spin off and do a little medical show. I'd love in the to near do future. that. Yeah. We'll just do a short medical show with a newsletter and try to make if one of the things we can hopefully do is make sense of the nonsense that's in the press on any topic. Doesn't Promise have to be president me you'll look into the Chris Bosch stuff. It's crazy. Which is that now again? The basketball player who wants oh. to play on blood. Thinners. I don't think they'll let him play. He's going to go to Toronto. Right. They they are saying he's got doctors saying he can play. Why is he on the heat? He had DVT or something. What you, I what? think he had a DVT. The, the issue is it, there, yeah, there's blood insurance cot, blood issues. Blood cotton his leg yeah. went to contractually. His lungs. Yeah, no one's going to sign a contract. He with played him. after that, and he, when he was on blood thinners, that's mm-hmm. very dangerous. Very dangerous. And to give him a period of three hours to play basketball where he's off blood thinners. And Very dangerous. Who, yeah, who would co-sign that? What, what physician? There are doctors all across this nation who love basketball more than you, Bruce. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I like my license. Yeah, Last time I checked, their I job is one. to do no harm. And so I don't these, see you. so I think you, there's a lot of health issues in the public that the public doesn't understand. And you guys could decipher. Did any of this make sense today? Do we? Yeah, I, I think that. Everybody knows Hillary's like an old grandma, and she no, could, she could be no. I, 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 that, Is that your distillation? Of yes, the sh- that's the distillation. Okay. The 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 things that you said were my mother, were people of that age bracket, some po- portions of that population. I'm sorry. That that's how. I so hear your distillation it. is Trump's a sex addict and Hillary's a granny. No, Trump is Trump is a larger than life, steak eating, womanizing type guy. <laughs> like my dad. My dad died at 58 from heart disease. My mother, just sister mother, smoked and felt sorry for herself for years and years and got matronly looking like Hillary and had a stroke and died. That's what happens in America. You guys are what on the predict- other side of the fence. What- and there, so when you're looking at somebody, you relate to that's like my mother. Hillary's like my mother. She's about the same age. She looks like her physical wise she's having some of the same health issues my mother's having and millions of mothers and grandmothers our point is our point is she's having none of the health problems your your mother had zero and the problems she's having are highly unusual and very dangerous and need exquisitely sophisticated medical management that's why it took us so long to walk through them all and i've raised the issue that looking at it at the beginning not so clear she was getting that. And now I'm a little clearer that they're being more attentive. I still have issues like you brought up, Bob, that she may be calling the shots a little bit, which is maybe how they got into this situation. And that happens. But it's it's that it is so complex. 
recurrent DVT, transverse sinus thrombosis, mid-vein stroke, aspiration, right middle lobe pneumonia. These are highly, some of them exceedingly rare. My mother had all those things. She had, she none had of pneumonia. <laughs> she fell and broke her shoulder. Bob, she what, had, Bob she none of those things are related. she died of a stroke. Bob. What would have predicted your current verbose state of mind, where you're what? you're clear, you're recovering? What in your past genetics would predict this this recovery and, and your ability to your resiliency, your resilience? Look, at, I mean, you're, you're trauma, trauma and personality. Yeah, I think but, but, I think you underestimate Trump's personality problems. Uh, but let, let me they're just say. powerful. They're as powerful as as human biology. His will to bully and bulldoze over and get shit done and not sleep and do things, that's you you admitted, Bruce, that's his personality disorder. What do you think when you think no, of that's Teddy, hypomania? When you think of Teddy Roosevelt, what do you think of? I'm just curious. You think of his I guns? He, I think he went after the monopolies. That's he a, never slept. He ran all day. He he'd drag everyone out in the park and make them run with him and march around. He was grandiose he on, he as hell. He took on the monopolies he kept in America. Talking. He took on the monopolies. You're right. But he also was a hunter. See, all you are you an anti gun guy? No. He was and he was the first he was the first president to start national parks. He was the first He also had a t- had terrible business sense and left the tax, left right. the taxpayers holding the bag on a gigantic cattle farm in North Dakota. You know about that? How dare you? He's my He's my idol too, oh, but he okay. but he had some terrible outings before right, he, he did. before he, did. he be decided he was a law and order guy and yeah. became a police commissioner. I used to ride my bicycle to Sagamore Hill when I was. I would love to do that. Yeah. I'm I'm really obsessed about the guy. I think oh, me. Oh, yeah, oh. Bril- so and I, and he was brilliant is, beyond brilliant. What I'm yeah. saying is, you guys are getting so specific, doctory, and and the public just generalizes. I understand things. that Bobby generalizes that's why he, that she's not. Nobody's thinking she's the picture of health. She's a 35 year old woman, and what you're describing is is the ideal of health for her or for anyone i'm saying if any seven-year-old walk in the door with this constellation of problems eyebrows would be up like whoa right right. hey this is unusual highly unusual and why 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 is no one else paying attention to it then why did sanjay gooch just gloss over it why did dr oz gloss over it why does everyone in media just gloss over it then if it's so knowledgeable doctors would know how abnormal this biology and this medical history is what happened when i brought it up yeah yeah there you go so all the other doctors are scared to comment that's weird that's not weird it's predictable it's a it's a very complex situation and i take offense at you saying i'm doctory i'm every man's doctor this guy's (laughs) no he's a but you, you, you guys are going back and forth about the medicines it's, and the and the it, listen, it's, hypothyroid it's, and all this kind of stuff. And basically, most Americans are looking at them and saying, "Yeah, I could vote for her." We, or we him. just know here's, based here's on we, what they present. Just, like. Let's just still it down. He's got standard run of the mill medical right. stuff. Standard run of the mill stuff, particularly for big overweight businessmen. Yeah. I mean, we do a million of those, and they do okay. And they're you know they whatever. She, if she came into our, we'd be like, "Oh my God, who's managing this? And why? Why do they make these choices? And what's going on? This is highly unusual, highly dangerous. Properly managed will be great, but man, you are walking on a razor's edge managing this constellation right. of problems. Right. And so, as a physician, you look at that and go, "Okay, now what? Are, they made this choice, this choice. I don't agree with that. I think they're taking unnecessary risk. They're not practicing good medicine here. And why? Why for the person that's running for the presidency? Why can't she get the best possible care?" It's my only question. With McCain, when his 6,000, did you go through it, Bruce? Me? Yeah. I wasn't invited, unfortunately. It was all about his skin cancers, though, wasn't it? 
It, well, he had melanoma, right? Yeah, it was just all about the skin right, cancer right, stuff. And so. Right. so before, I don't know why this is getting so much attention, because there's always been old people running for president. No one's ever brought these kind of subjects up that, oh, my God, they're not releasing. They are releasing cottage cheese. I, I think you're right. Releasing. It's, it's back to the either or stuff, because I think the people that pushed something, and I just said casually out on the radio when I'd said something similarly about Trump the night, you know, a couple days before, the or pushed it out, the either reacted, and that's where you get all this consternation. And you never got this before with Bush 1? Bush 1 seemed old to me and, and unhealthy. He wasn't this old when he took office, I don't believe, was he? Really? And I also wasn't a doctor yet. Yeah. <laughs> <Bush> <laughs> really? Was, what, 80? 88. Oh, I was. Okay. Okay, so or so I look at, look at our presidents. We've had that's two. That's Bush 2, right? We've had two. Wait a minute. I can't remember when they all... Bush one was uh, eighty eight, I believe. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Go Reagan go was back. 80, We've actually had three. We've had three middle aged people, and the rest since Kennedy, all old people. Well, but that's the population is aging too, and, we, and we're living so longer. We're living did we better look into longer. Nixon's no, but, medical? History yeah, here's that the much. deal. Hillary has just a very concerning medical record, and she is if she would had just come forward and been more transparent on this there would have been concern but not the level of scrutiny that she's receiving it appears that she's it's oh the tangle webs we weave it's just been a little bit uh lack of transparency there and she has more medical issues in her past than anyone that's ever run for president even kennedy okay well that's what you should have opened the show with well excuse me because <laughs> that says it all excuse me seriously that that concise that she has the most and, and scary obs- and obscure, stuff. obscure problem. Obs- yeah, transverse sinus thrombosis. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was at the ER this morning. I'm, I'm talking, asking the guys about these things, and they're like, "Hey, we're ER docs. What do you, you know? It does it? Those are very unusual syndromes." And it's like I said, somebody comes, I see her start to pass out. I in my mind jump up. Oh my god, they're going to get an ambulance. And it's infection, infarction, uh, you know, malignancy. There's some basic things, and it didn't doesn't. It's it's like it, you're you're stopping logical. Uh, progression medical. of medical treatment it, it just it's like we're trying we're hiding something i'm thinking what what's going on here it's that's the what's going on was it in right. my head and what's going on in a situation where man these decisions are really important for her really important right and medicine is, they may be doing it right by the way they may be doing it right i don't know see I'm here's the thing if you all. come in and you say i got a headache right mm-hmm. so then the way doctors think there's about 20 different things and you go from the most likely and serious down the down the line but if you just leave it at that, if you're reporting to the press, oh, a headache, then, wow, you have to entertain 20 things. Then we all go, whoa, whoa. What, what other evidence is there of what else this might be? Right. Now, if it's her, it's like, okay, she had this and this and this. Well, if they would just give a little more information, I would say, okay, it's, it's probably just this. But if you have not enough information, there are 20 different things you have to entertain. Drew brought up some of those things, and because it was not acceptable, I think, politically— that's they're going to roast you but it was her own fault in not disclosing more information because you could have ruled out more things and said okay and, and by the way they've since answered a lot of that stuff they've right. answered they've answered it appropriately and they're like okay i don't agree with some of this at least truth all i want to know is they're thinking about it for this poor woman please be thinking about these things carefully because because i i can't fault people for making a call i when i was training residents i always go look you may make the wrong call. I can't fault you for that, but you better know what you're going to do. You better expect it, what's right. going to happen if it's wrong and what you're going to do if it is wrong. If you if you, you know don't, I will crucify you. You know what's weird about America? I was arrested for solicitation to kill the president, <laughs> right? I was. Uh, Which president? Bush one. And 
But let me tell you something. That's the best thing ever. I, but no, I, I'm showing you the difference in America in 20 years. Oh my god! The record company stood behind me. They got a great lawyer for me. I, you know, I got out. I testified in a grand jury. Everything got resolved. My employer did not throw me under the bus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fire me, drop me. And now I'm wondering after what's happened to Drew, is this going to happen in businesses all across America where if the owner operators are Hillary or Trump-ish and you, their employers are you. the opposite, are you. they going to start to be terminated it's from this, their jobs? It's, it's the social media world where the... Do you be- follow me, Bruce? Yes, I do. Listen, I, just I, listen. Absolutely. It's the social media world where the beheading of the day, where the mob beheads, is they must lose a job. And all you've got to do to lose your job is not please the crowd. And Brian Williams, who told little fib, off with his head. There's millions of of things like that now where people they. But I'm they, talking about every day, all the middle, you know, small you, businesses. Dude, you wanted to kill the America. president. That's not that, an everyday thing. But the, my employer didn't didn't get fire me. But if that made the headlines, like and, and, and social, social media, media up, they would have they gone. would thrown you under the bus. Gone. That's the point. Is that, yeah. that we have this weird McCarthyism like mentality. Where people so are it's gonna, s- what you're saying is it's going to start happening. If if start. Trump if Trump wins the presidency, Hillary, Bernie people that work for Trump supportive people, those Trump supportive people could terminate employment because hey, you're not you're not right, or vice versa. Clinton, I think that's already happening. Oh my God, that, we can't <laughs> live in a country like that. I agree that. with you. Where are you moving, Mexico or Canada? <laughs> no, Florida no. or Germany? Brazil, if they get the Zika out of there. <laughs> Just don't have any more kids. <laughs> you have enough kids, Well, congratulations. Sides are all the way. All right. Guys, very interesting. Thank you so much. As always, a reminder that uh, Bergamet, uh, we heard from uh, Dr. Ehrlich here, Playroom Pods Productions, courtesy of com. We'd like to hear from you there. Also, a reminder of the Aloe House, AlloHouse.com. Yeah, Aloe House, Malibu. Bob's, Bob's Place. Wow. Yeah. They do affordable treatment in Malibu. Bruce, imagine that. I got a problem. <laughs> you, should, you should start publishing. Listen, data right now, Bob, on abstinence needs to be reported because people are too crazy with what they're reporting. Well, we have less drinking days. Blah, blah, blah. Well, no, you know abstinence. what they're doing is medically managed. They want to change the psych meds. I just saw an abstinence versus controlled drinking study. I'll have to talk to you about it after. Oh, my we God. We will do that. Uh, again, the uh, all the Doctor podcasts are listed on the website. We're planning to have the new lo- newsletter going up, give you insights into topics and the new shows. We're going to spin off some new shows here, and we read all your emails. Please sign up at contact/doctor.com and tell us what is going on in your life. And with these new outlets, hopefully we'll have an opportunity to really address uh, as many of these as we possibly can. We try to address emails, but uh, again, we'll be setting up a new podcast soon with Dr. Bruce to get at some of these medical questions that have been raining in through the contact at doctor.com. We're going to call it Weekly Infusion. Subscribe at iTunes or on Tweet Us. Uh, all your thoughts and suggestions at this live podcast. Please do tell a friend. Thank you all for your support and uh, join us on a new journey into Weekly Infusion with Dr. Drew and Dr. Bruce. Yeah. I'm looking forward and to it. Look out for that newsletter at doctor.com.
ended Reaching out I call your name But you're not around I say your name But you're not around I need you I need you I need you right now Yeah, I need you right now So don't let me, don't let me, don't let me Don't let me down I think I'm losing my mind now It's in my head, darling I hope that you'll be I'm losing my mind It's in my head 